Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Through adversity, 
Thank you for allowing us to jump hurdles that we couldn't jump, but you allow us to have the wind beneath us to jump them. Lord, thank you for allowing the mountain to move in your will, not ours. Thank you for allowing all things to go forth when we want to stand still. Thank you, Lord, for the struggles that we endure when we want to just be comfortable. Thank you for the children that you have blessed us with when sometimes we just want to be single. Everything that you do for us, Lord, is a blessing. And everything that you do for us is your plan that you have set before us way before we was even born. Lord, thank you. On this day, this day in 2024, that you are a gracious, loving, caring, merciful God. You are a father among all fathers. And you are on a level on your own. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Oh. I'm trying to find my eyes. I found them. I can't, I, I can't do nothing without them. They say, you keep getting old, you're going to find out. Keep living. You'll see. Now, <clears throat> you ever been to a, matter of fact, me and my wife went to our Christmas party at the Marriott. And um, it was the 6th of January. And they had some good eating there. But they had this one particular thing <laughs> that I kind of like every now and then walked around and found the person that had them. And there were some scallops that was wrapped up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wrapped up in some crispy bacon. Not the kind of bacon that be kind of soggy at times and, and kind of mushy. No. It was cooked to perfection. The bacon, when you bite it, it was crispy. The scallops was juicy. And the taste that mingled together was scrumptious. Yeah, I said scrumptious, not scrumptious, scrumptious. It was good. See, that's scallop 
wrapped up in goodness, both together make a well-dual, make a combination that make your taste buds kind of dance around. See, that's what we're talking about today. Wrapped up in goodness, the continuation of Elder Karen Howard, wrapped up in goodness. Mm. See, there's a lot of things that's wrapped up in goodness. See, you got snicker bars that wrapped up in goodness. You know, got that milk chocolate around it. Got the nougats, the caramel, and the peanuts. You know, you, you, and if, if you cut them, you'll see that inside is all nice and good, but the outside is got that crunch, that goodness, the chocolate that make it all blend together, make it so tasty. But see, those things fade away. They don't last long. They don't last so long as you eat it until your taste bud kind of evaporates and then now you lose the taste of it. You kind of remember, but you still lose the taste. Then you got to buy another one to get the taste back. See, but oh, <laughs> see, see, but when you wrap it up in something that's never loses flavor, you wrap it up in something that never loses its taste. You wrap it up in something that do not fade away. You wrap it up in something that continue to even get more potent the more you get to know what you're wrapped up in. I told you, Last week I told you, and I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride. Because I'm feeling, I'm getting more into my father. I'm going to let my father clean out my temple more and more. Clean the cobwebs that's in the corners. Clean out things that's not of me. Because I'm made as his image. So if I'm made, if I was made his image, then everything in there should be righteous. Everything that's in my temple should be holy. Everything in my temple should be good. And I continue to surf on this spiritual high because my father, my father said, I have something for you. I want you to get the inheritance that I have for you. I haven't arrived yet, probably never will, but I'm walking, I'm striving. I'm walking with Christ. I'm not looking back 
on what was yesterday. I'm looking forward on what today. I'm looking forward on what he allowed me to look forward on. I'm not stumbling on things that was in back of me. Because what was in back of me is dead in God. What's in front of me allowed me to walk the path that my father had for me. See, I can't walk forward from looking backwards. And see, people don't realize what they was made for. People don't realize, and, and I didn't know, but I know now. I'm learning. I'm learning. And I still got a long way to go. A long way to go. People have been created by God's goodness as a reflection of his goodness to do good. See, those in the church that, that hoop and holler and think that everything, you, you're putting on a, a show for everyone and everyone is around you praising you or carrying on, When you leave God's house, you take Christ with you. You let the Holy Spirit guide you out there. You don't have one foot in and one foot out. If you want to do that, that's called a hokey pokey. See, the hokey pokey ain't what God does. You put the right foot in, you put the left, right foot out, you put the right foot in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about, hokey pokey. You put the left foot in, you take the left foot out. You put the left foot in and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about, hokey pokey. No. God don't do, Christ don't do hokey pokey. The Holy Spirit don't do the hokey pokey. There are a level that is holy. When you leave God's house, you take that with you. You don't change once you leave the house because you don't put on the spectacle for everyone in the church. And they say, oh, he, oh, he or she, they are, they, they got the spirit in them. You can tell they holy. Come on. And then you see them hours later, not holy. That ain't the way it's supposed to be. That ain't having the goodness of God in you. Having the goodness of God in you is to carry wherever you go, whenever, wherever you be. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm never going to be close to even being perfect. It was only one perfect one with no sin. 
but I am striving to perfection. I am striving each and every day. And I have temptation coming at me left and right. But you know something? The goodness of God keep me on track. The goodness of God keep me on the path. The goodness of God allow me to resist that temptation, to turn away from it, and to face my father and walk with him. It's never, never easy, but it's not hard either. When you allow yourself to fall that temptation, then people see how you really are. I'm not doing it for the show of people. I'm doing it for my Father, for the Holy Spirit, for Christ that walks beside me each and every day. Being created in the image of God means that people have interesting value and worth. They have free will. Free will to do what is right or free will to do what is wrong. Your choice. God gives you that choice. They have been given a job of caring for God's good world. I know this is a broken world, but this is a good world. And it's what you make of it, how, how you see it. If you see all bitterness and, and tragedy, this and that, then where the good stuff, the miracles, the wonders, the deeds that God does, if that's all you see, Look at it. It's always going to be mama made a lot. Mama said life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Look at those big boxes of chocolate, sorted chocolate. You got all kinds in there. All kinds. That's what God did. He made the world with all kinds of people. All kinds. They have the capability to grow in Christ like me. Becoming more and more like Jesus as that day to display godly attitude such as love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> That's where resisting that temptation come in. See, God, if you don't have no self-control, you'll fall for everything that comes your way or even cross your path. 
But when you stay in this, it gives you, it gives you that, that extra energy that you need, that extra encouragement that you need, that extra strength that you need, that extra lift out of the muck that you need. It really does. I'm in my office often, reading, studying. Not to prove anything to anyone, but to get to know and to get closer to my father. Because that enlightens you on who he is. What he does, what he capable of, and what he always will be. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Genesis chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and 23, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. See, so if you don't know what can really be inside you or how Christ can be or who he is, if you don't read it and you don't get to know him, how can you say you love this person and that person, but then later on you despise them because they did one thing wrong or they didn't do what you wanted them to do, or they didn't come pick you up from the mall because you was there waiting on them, now you hate them, but you say you love God. We were created to do good. We were created to do good for others. For others we was. I'm sorry. Forgive me, that was Galatian chapter five. Verse 23 to 23, 22 to 23. Galatia, I made mistakes. It's not Genesis, it's Galatia. So forgive me for that. And those are the fruits of the Spirit. Galatia, chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, patience, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and 23, with gentleness, self-control. Such things, there is no law. If you don't have these things, there is no law. That means you're running wild like the wild, wild west. Wild, wild west, just shoot them up, bang, bang. Don't care about nobody. Don't care about anything. 
just running wild, doing what you want, doing everything against God's will. He destroyed the world once by flood. And the Bible said the next will be by fire and brimstone. Imagine brimstone hitting your butt and you trying to run and hide. You can't hide from God. Remember, he's an alpha and omega, beginning and the end. He knows everything. He even controlled the wind. Action flows out of being those when people become loving, joyful, peaceful, and kind human. They have in ways that are loving, joyful, peaceful, and kind. See, when you allow yourself, when you open up the door to Christ and allow him to come in, these things will blossom in you. I know. Trust me, I know. The reason why I know, because I didn't, I had these things, but I didn't use them. I was using this all the time. This. Knees, feet, kicking and hitting people. Swearing, cussing at them, putting them down. I was a nasty individual, despicable individual. But you know what? The goodness of God was always in me. But I, I, I was, I was intrigued by all the temptation that was around me. And I allow that to control me. My flesh wanted the desire that was more easy to obtain than the desire of the Holy Spirit. See, God, the flesh got a desire that's so easy to deal with. Really easy. Because you don't have to give no excuse about nothing. But when you, in the spirit, you have to walk, talk, carry, and look a certain way. Because you're representing the high and mighty God. It's not easy. But like I said before, it's not hard either. It's just more easier entertaining the flesh. Because you just go with the flow, go with the world. I'm in the world, but the world is not in me. As they do this, they reflect God's goodness in the world. People are created to do good. Plain and simple, we are created 
We are created to do good, point blank. We're not created just for our self, for what we want. No, we're created to represent the higher mighty, our Father. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ for good work, which God prepared beforehand that we shall walk in him. See, we were created to do God's work. We were created to represent him. No matter what, oh, he allowed us to go on our path. He allowed us to stray away. But he always kept his hands on us. He always knew where we was, when we was, and what we was doing. That's what that's why repenting is something that you that you come back to. Because if you do things and you don't repent for it. You, it's just like moving into a new house and you bring in all your trash with you. Moving to a new state to start a new life and you bring in all your garbage with you. Going to a new job and you bring in all your drama with you from the last job. All you're doing is cluttering up the place with old things that supposed to be thrown away. Things that you have did in the past, you brought them with you because you don't want to let go of it. Because 30 years ago, when y'all was at Big Mama's reunion or Aunt Esther reunion, not no, no funny picnic, or an ungurgled recital. Someone did something to you and it was never let go. So whenever you go to a reunion, you had a hatred still with you. You had that despised look every time you see them. You want to do something to them every time you're around them. Because you never let go. You never let the goodness of God just come in and clean all that stuff out. Because you brought that stuff with you and you keep that stuff like a, like a hobo with his backpack and you just walk around with it in a bag because you don't want to let go because it's easier to not to let go but it's so hard to forgive someone it's so dreadful painful to allow someone the love even if you don't think they deserve it, it's not 
not for you. Forgiving them is not for you. It's not. Forgiving them is to heal. It's not for you. And they say, well, why is it not for you when you got to heal? Because the only way you heal, Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit, allow you to heal. Long you keep that with you, you're still dead inside. It's not for you. It's for God. It's for you to allow God to heal you. Show him that I am merciful for that person. I am sorry for what I have did to you, of what you have did for me. Forgive me for anything that I have did to cause this to happen. I forgive you for what you did to me. Do you accept my apology? Then God can see your good heart. He can see that even though you didn't do nothing wrong, you still forgive that person what they did for you, against you, to you. Then he can look at you and smile in your heart. Because that's what he looks, that's what he look at. Your heart. And he can see you have a good heart. It's a struggle. But he see that. Then he, capital H-E, will stop healing you, allowing you to heal. Because we can't heal ourselves. If we can heal ourselves, then what we need God for? Why do we need it? Why do he even exist if we can do it on our own? We can't. That's why it's not for us to forgive someone. It's for our Father. He comes first in everything. Allow him to see the goodness of your heart. wrapped up in God's goodness 
is to be showered with his love. He loves us no matter what. But we do have a price to pay when we allow ourselves to have to be walking with Satan and then bounce back to the Lord. Walking with Satan and then bounce back to the Lord. See, I, I did that. I'm, I'm being honest. I was back and forth like ping pong ball. But you know what? It got to the point where I got stuck on the side of my father because I start seeing the goodness of him. I start seeing what he was doing in my life when I was dead walking, when I didn't know what was going on, when he kept me from fading away, perishing. I see that my father loved me because I'm here today, 61 years later. When people, no, I'm sorry, and, and there was good work reflecting God's goodness to this broken world. When God prepared you beforehand for this walk, oh, everything was already planned before you was born, before you was even between your mom and your dad. But God already knew all this. He already knew what was going to happen, when, how, and what was going to occur. But he also knew that no matter what he had already planned for you, because you got free will, he already knew that you're going to still stay on the side of Satan. He already knew this. He already knew this. He already knew that you was going to still be over there. That's why you have free will. Because when that day come, you will run with the one that you ran with. When that day come when you don't have time to repent, you will be where you're supposed to be. And they don't tell me, oh Lord, please Lord, Lord, can, can you, you look beside you and say, looking at you and smiling at you with that sinister grin. <laughs> He got all of them with him. And now all of a sudden you see where you at, who you're going to be with for eternity. And now you want to call on Jesus. Huh. Let me tell you something. Like fire my Chanel. Now let me tell you something. It's not going to help you. Because you made your decision on what you want to do. Who you want to be with. Because all the stuff that he gave you will fade away. All the desire that you had from the flesh will burn in hell. Because he gives you free will on today. Today. Not to perish. Not to follow that one. Like I, like, like sister, <laughs> like my sister, Elder Marie, how Elder Marie uh, Rivers, 
that joker. When you follow that joker, now, all of a sudden, now when, when, when it all comes down to, to the letter, now you want to say, Lord, Lord, it's too late. You made your decision. You made your decision to follow him. Your free will was when you was alive, when you had the courage to resist him. Resisting him is here. This is the resistance against Satan. This is the resistance against the one that's trying to fall and take everything with him. This is the resistance against everything that God has put forth on this earth. This is the resistance to your flesh. This is a resistance to your desire. This, the Holy Bible, the Holy Bible allow you to get past it. But you have to get in it to win it. You have to get in there to know how to resist, how to call on God, how to keep your hand holding on to Jesus. And have consult with the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, guide me. Guide me, Lord. Your free will is your free will. Sorry. When people selfishly give in to the way that helps better someone else condition, they share God's goodness. When they choose forgiveness and restoration over bitterness and resentment, they inhabit God's goodness. When they build, when they build others up instead of tearing them down, they impart God's goodness. When they choose, that's where it will come in. When they choose to tell the truth instead of spreading gospel or telling lies, they communicate God's goodness. See, I tell them, I tell them all the time, I can lie. Oh, I can lie all day long. I can make us a good one that I believe. I'm subject to lie. It can come at any second. Turn around and be like, oh, you know what happened. But see, I don't need that. I don't have to lie now. Why? Because I'm not in the world anymore. I'm in the world, but the world is not in me. I'm not in the world. I live out this world, 
but I don't follow this world. So I don't have to, have to lie. I tell the truth whether they like it or not. Because I've seen where lies took me. Lies have put me behind bars. Lies have put me in prison. Lies have got me on death bed many times. I don't have to lie. I'd rather, in my heart, tell the truth. Because no matter what I tell them, just to get myself out of stuff, my father knows the truth. Man don't have heaven or hell to put me in. My father do. So I tell the truth regardless of whether I get in trouble or not. I'm a big boy. I can put my pants up. If I did wrong, then I have to deal with the consequences. But I keep myself on that straight and narrow so I don't have to make up nothing. When they stand up for other, for when they stand up for people under modern that they do what is right and convey God's goodness, realizing God's goodness, it can take some training to learn to recognize God's goodness, especially on days when the world, and this is, this, is good, this is what gets a lot of people. It can take some training to learn to recognize God's goodness, especially on the days when the world, brokenness and pain seems to have the last word. Because this world can take you down, this world can have you go home so frustrated. It can have you in the morning frustrated. Kids ain't doing what they're supposed to do. The dog in the corner, peeing in the corner, excuse my expression, but what he do. The cat clawing at you, your, your, your curtains tearing them down. You help him walk around town where his socks and stuff at. Or your wife walking around town, she can't find her coat. She can't find her keys. And you getting frustrated every moment. You go to work mad, angry. You take what was at home and you bring it to work. And then now you even more frustrated. Because now you got so much drama on your job with your boss and your co-workers that you can't even think straight. The coffee ain't doing you no good. You just need camera, take me away. Camera, just take me away. Sitting in the tub with the men. They taste so good. Sitting in the tub with the thin men. They taste so good. Or you get a, or you get one of them um, 
the massage machine and just put on the chair and just kind of relax a little bit, hoping that that works. Get into this. Get into the Holy Bible. Guarantee the Lord will comfort you. The Lord will soothe you. The Lord will help you. I find out the Holy Bible is so relaxing on my days that that tried me. And I'm in my office often with the Holy Bible, studying, reading, scripture every morning. I have to. <laughs> I work at a choir. However, when you train yourself to recognize God's goodness, then even on those hard days, you will be able to see God working for the betterment of people. One day, one way to train yourself to see God's goodness is to keep a simple goodness law. See, that do good. But see, to me, this is my law. This is my way of escaping from my job to get into some stories or get into the good word to relax me. So when I leave my office, I got it. But it's my, it's my flesh and my desire to allow that to stick with me when I'm in church and when I'm out of church. So that's what I'm saying. You can't just come to church just for that day and then get the monkey off your back and then they let you know the monkey's still there when you leave the church. Because you go out there and you fall for the temptation. Because you know you just only come for the show to see who was saying who was preaching or whoever. And then you come after tithes and offering so that way you don't have to give nothing. You come for God's word. You come to get healed. You come for God to save, give you salvation. And you take it out there and you show God's goodness. Each day takes one moment to reflect on the job, how you have been See have you how how you have seen God's goodness over the last 24 hours. The last 24 hours, think about it. You lay down, you see God's goodness, the breath of life, the most important thing there is that God give us, the breath of life. That should be a reflection right there. That you walk up and you can lay your head down. If you don't see God's goodness, then you're not looking for it. That right there is most important. Because without the breath of God, you won't see it. 
how have you seen, how have you seen something made better? How have you seen healing and restoration? How have you seen yourself or someone else grow or be strengthened? How have you seen it? We here in the King's living room, we see it. We see little Carl. Little Carl doing the service, little Carl will call out, he will say something. That's God's goodness. Little Carl sent him to altar. Little Carl hadn't even prayed in the prayer circle, in the library. Elder Dr. Kelly Lacey had him in his arm, and when it came to her turn, little calm, prayed. That's God's goodness. Jehari prays all the time. Four, five o'clock in the morning when he get me up, but he still want to pray. Two or three o'clock in the morning, he get me up. But he still want to pray. I don't stop him. I'll be tired, but I still get up and I pray and I talk with him. God goodness keep me strengthened so I can go to work. Kenya. She laid hands on you. That's God's goodness. You can see it in the kids. So don't tell me God don't work. Don't tell me you don't see his goodness. Don't tell me you don't see his better, that you don't see his wonders. He's showing us each and every day. Each and every day he's showing us. Open your eyes and see. Open your heart and believe. Walk by faith, not by sight. Look at our bishop. Elder River said he will walk back into the church. He walked back into the church. Look at Elder Rivers, the stuff she had to endure. She's still here. Look at Jahari. He don't supposed to be here. They written him out when he was in the hospital. They signed him off the living when he was in the hospital. They say that if he did live, he won't live long. He's eight years old and still terrorizing the house. He'll be eight years old this May. This May, he'll be eight years old. 5-11-16 is his birthday. He'll be eight years old and he's terrorizing the house today. 
And the doctors are dumbfounded. They don't know. But I do. It's our loving God. Wrapped them up in goodness. And, and there's many more, many more. Everlasting. She had to have surgery. But God preserved her voice. Preserved her voice. And she's still here. Stronger than ever. Working for her father. Spreading the gospel. How is something being made right? As you track God's goodness, you will train yourself to see God's goodness when it is observing and then you will be able to recognize it even when it seems to be hidden. On difficult days, you can review your law. Go back to it. See what happened, when this happened, and what went on now. And see, see the difference in what God's showing you. But the thing about it, if you're not in this, the best law there is, the best guide there is, the Holy Bible, you still be lost because you're still trying to figure out your way. This is God's way. This is Christ's way. This is the Holy Spirit way here in the Holy Bible. So allow yourself to be wrapped up in God's goodness unto day. It is worth it. God's come first. Then everything fall below that. God, family, and church. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for allowing me to speak this morning, Lord. Thank you for allowing the goodness of your word, your word, not mine, to come forth. I pray that someone got something out of this today, knowing that God is good, always good, and always will be. This is the end of our Kingdom Academy and our next service will be 11 o'clock. SOS. You'll see me again. <laughs> I'll be here. And those saints out there, pray for my family. They're home now because we use God's wisdom to keep Jahari home. So he won't even, so he won't, his love won't be compromised 
with who they are. Because I know my father keep us in his bosom, and I know he keep us wrapped up in his love. These things I pray in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, We have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Givelify app by downloading Givelify using your iOS or Android device and search the King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIVE to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.